0: Welcome to the New Joshua Podcast. My name is Isaac Kamens. This is a bi-weekly podcast where my friend Jess O'Brien and I discuss internal martial arts, qigong, and meditation. Uh, this week we continue our discussion of the Wu style Tai Chi from an article from 1987 uh, by Bruce Francis where he does a comparison of the Yang and Wu style. So, a little bit of a disclaimer here. I mean, this was 1987, so... You know, Tai Chi was pretty unknown in the West. And so he's not giving the most detailed, most accurate version of what the things are. He's trying to give more of a, you know, big, broad overview for people who don't know anything about it. And in the extended Patreon episode, I go into a bit of detail about training the Wu style as a martial art with Bruce and sort of what my experience has been uh, with that. So you can check that out. Um... We also talk a little bit about the last class that Bruce did in Fairfax where uh, Sam Massage showed up and filmed some stuff. So that's a bit of a stroll down memory lane as well. Um, Then we get into the uh, last little bits of the Tai Chi Chuan classic uh, that we've been discussing. And Baiwa does a bit of a summary of the Tai Chi classics up to this point. Um, So hope you enjoy that uh check out the patreon for the extended episode and bonus episodes i also have a facebook group um, for the podcast as well as my own personal facebook group so you can check those out all right uh thanks for listening take care yourselves and be well
1: in today's episode we're going to continue our discussion of wu style tai chi first thing i'd like to look at is from the uh, tai chi magazine october 1987 and uh, this article is called the comparative look at the wu style by kumar francis so it starts like this during a workshop i gave recently in america some people commented that the wu style was a rare style of tai chi chuan like the chen family style i was taken aback although in taiwan the yang style is more prevalent than the wu in hong kong the reverse situation exists in taiwan hong kong and mainland china it is the chen style that is the most rare in china's three main cities beijing shanghai and canton the wu style is quite popular although not as much as the yang. The yang style has been popularized on the mainland as a form of wushu, the martial art promoted by the state. In contrast, the wu style is primarily practiced in the old traditional way, with the emphasis on health, internal energy development, and self-defense. I hope some of my observations on the wu style may be useful for those who only rarely see it being practiced. So there he sort of gives the breakdown of where wu style is located and it does sound like it's kind of second fiddle to Yang style, but he does make the distinction that Yang style has been wushuified for a big portion of it has become wushuified, whereas Wu style is more commonly found in traditional form.
0: Right. I mean, there's the, the government. I mean, when he says what wushu, I think he's referring to more of the government stuff. But
1: yeah, state sponsored
0: and yeah. the performance stuff. But the the government stuff, you know, that's where it's like if you learn tai chi in a you know, the equivalent of a YMCA or whatever, it was going to be the Yang style because that was the standard form that everybody learned is just, you know, generic Tai Chi, um, where like he says, the Wu style kind of never really gained that particular form of popularity. It kept the old way of just, you know, small classes and things like that. Seems like it. It says the Wu style Tai Chi
1: Chen has two distinguishing characteristics. First, the Wu style is composed of compact motions and, compared with other Tai Chi Chuan styles, has relatively high stances. Second, the style initially emphasizes the development of soft over hard internal energy. This soft energy is not to be confused with relaxation, which is a prerequisite to developing either type of internal energy. All Tai Chi Chuan styles have different areas of emphasis and their own particular strong and weak points. There have been a lot of mixing of Taiji Chen styles in the past 40 years. The observations made here apply to the original classical styles. They may not apply to the legions of variations, some of which are excellent, some of which are not. The quality, depending on the individual creative talents and kung fu of the originators. All right, so the main point being here, there's that sense of compact movements, and then there's the emphasis on developing soft power.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, like, Lots of, var- like he says, it's a ton of variations. So I think he's referring to like, you know, w- what made those early iterations of Tai Chi different was one was the big yang version and one was the small yin version essentially. And they were essentially the same form, but just one was the big version one was the small version. So I just think of it in terms of like, it was two sets of applications that like, There was the close fighting version and the long range Mm -hmm. weapons version and the long range slash weapons version was what eventually became the Yang style and the small close range version was the what became the Wu style. So you don't just decide to teach somebody a big form or a small form off of nothing. You know, there's usually a reason for it. Mm -hmm. So it could be body type, but hmm. generally it's that you're teaching them how, how to use it in a particular way. You know, it's like,
1: right. It fit the student properly. I mean, you and you, your Tai Chi from day one was in the, the more compact Wu movements. How did, I mean, how do you like those? Like I'm not a small, your...
0: but see, I mean, I'm not a small person. My small frame is closer to what would be called the medium frame in the Yang style. I mean, Bruce's. Wu style in general is a little bit bigger than well, at least it used to be bigger than most Wu styles. Hmm. Um, if you look at those pictures of Leo Hung I mean he's extremely extended in his postures. Um, but it's like extended on top, not so extended on the bottom. So right, right. Like, I think
1: that's the distinction. Yeah, the stance. You can have a long,
0: well, yeah, you can have a small frame that's very open, which is the way like Leo and Bruce do it, but it's like you know, your general stance is small, but internally you're opening a whole bunch. Uh, so it ends up not being that small.
1: Right. The limbs grow out as you're opening inside.
0: Right. As opposed to like a Chen Man Ching, which is kind of the opposite, where you're doing a big frame, but you keep your limbs kind of doing a small frame thing. So it's it's like you can mess around with these, um, you know, components, essentially, big and small and you know soft and hard and that's why there's so many variations and so many people will say oh this is how you do it and it's like yeah that's one way you can do it um right but you know I mean my personal thing about woo style I mean I I haven't done a ton of young style but I, I did I started doing young style after doing woo style for 30 years so my you know 28 impression. years my t- 28 years but you know like my my version of the w- yang is a little bit uh wooified if sure. you will. <laughs>
1: um
0: but you know the ba- the main difference is are you focusing on structural like the superstructure of the body and larger circles or are you focusing on the internal organs and inside of the body and doing smaller circles? And they both have their place. Um, Definitely. You know, like they both are very useful. Uh, I think Definitely. in terms of health, the Wu style is a little bit more, um, you know, look got a little bit more going on. I think for martial arts, they're equal. Um, yeah, that's what he says in the article too, pretty much. I mean, when we talked about the, 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 different kinds of Tai Chi and that Chuan ye's specialty was this changing energy, mm, right? Yeah. Well, that's, that's a, if you take a, take your hands, right. And you've got a big ball in front of you. The Yang style is that ball is going to roll side to side, forward and back. And it can go over, you know, like a, like a wheel, in the Wu style, that ball becomes like a like a sphere, right? And it, it has the ability to um almost like a Bagua motion um coil and and do some extra twisting and folding and stuff. So it's it's because it's closer to your body, you just have more uh you know, you, you can move easier. When you're in an ex- extended posture, you can you, you can't Do certain things just on the basis that you're trying to stay extended.
1: So he goes on further a little bit about the advantages of Wu style. So the Wu style stances are generally higher than the deep or long stances, which are common with Yang and Chen style. The higher stances offer an advantage to most Westerners whose knees are not as flexible as those of most Orientals for two reasons. The first is that we do not squat from childhood to play cards, go to the toilet, talk to friends as the Chinese do. Instead, we sit in chairs. That means the tendons and ligaments of the average Westerner's knee joint are not as are not used as much and they do not have the same elasticity and strength as a result long or deep squatting stances are often especially painful or conducive to knee injury for the average westerner not to mention old people my experience in teaching tai chi and other martial arts in the west as well as observing westerners do hatha yoga has shown me that westerners are much more prone to knee injuries than orientals Here, Kumar Francis is talking about some of the advantages of Wu-style Tai Chi. So he says, the higher stances and shorter steps of the Wu-style might be less likely to damage the knees and more comfortable to learn than the classical Yang or Chen styles. This is especially true for beginners during their first few years of practice. The Wu-style's hand and foot motions are small and compact, in contrast to the generally much larger Yang and Chen-style movements. Although the Yang style has medium and small circle versions and the chen has the small movement zaobao style, these are the exceptions. The small motions are the general rule in the wu style. Wu stepping movements tend to be extremely short and direct, without accompanying large waist turns, foot twists, or hourglass footsteps of the other styles. Wu practitioners move their hands and arms in very small, tight circles, which at times can appear to be almost in a straight line, without the large external arm twisting motions, waist turns, or visibly obvious folding movements. In general, there tends to be much less external motion than in other styles. The main focus is on moving internal energy and the muscles below the skin level. Um, So, yeah, that's pretty much just what you were saying about those. It doesn't mean you're not extending your body out, but you're taking smaller steps. You're, you're, You're not doing huge waist turns and, you know that the Yang style will often do with those just sort of big, long extensions of the legs and turning your hips all the way back and forth. Wu style movements tend to have very sort of subtle turning.
0: I'd say it would be one way to say it. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, you get into variations, but um, as a general rule, it's like just woo, the Wu woo style keeps the feet more on the left and right channel. The hmm. young style keeps the feet more on the sort of outside of the shoulder, maybe even a little wider sometimes. And so that just creates different structural things you have to do. And, um, you know. I mean, it
1: strikes me like shea fe, the diagonal, uh, crossing, or what do you call it? Diagonal, uh, flying. flying. The Wu style version, I just, you don't move a ton of through space. It could be your arms could be quite spread apart, but you're not, you're not slicing yeah. them through space in a big ass movement the way the Yang style tends to.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, but like, here's one, another little thing, right? So um, in the Yang style that Bruce teaches, as you come out a single whip, you go into that, what sort of looks like diagonal flying but it's on okay. your right, but it's with your right hand up and then oh. you know and then that goes into your your ward off or your okay. uh your lifting hands right in the Wu style you go from single whip you go to your left and then instead of going into the sort of classic lifting hands thing you go into that posture where you got one hand is up like it would be if you were doing lifting hands but the other one's down by your belly right then you're gonna go into shoulder stroke. Well, you're gonna go into shoulder stroke in both cases, mm-hmm. but it's just one, your hands are both in front of your head, and in the other one, one hand's down by your belly and one hand's down by your or one mm-hmm. hands by your head. Right. So, Clearly, uh the same well, style it's di- but different expressions, you know. It's different martial applications, mm-hmm. it's also very different energy energetic mm-hmm. things. I mean, so you know, like that's just one of those things that you have to kind of you don't have to, but you have the option to investigate if you choose right. to do both styles. It's, exactly. I yeah, mean, the, those, the, are those little
1: quirks the, that make it interesting. The
0: same is true with Repulse Monkey, right? And in, in, as you go into Repulse Monkey in the Yang style, you turn towards your weighted leg, and as you go into it in the Wu style, you turn towards your unweighted leg. It's things like that. It's like you know, I don't, you know, I. In my opinion, it's good to be able to do both. Right.
1: That's what you definitely in long term. So just to finish there, he says, Thus, a Westerner studying the Wu style may well find it much easier to relax since he or she is not being overwhelmed by the difficult large leg and waist coordinating necessary in the other styles. Relaxation is vital in all Tai Chi Chuan styles before any real benefits can be achieved from practice, regardless of whether one's aim is to produce hard or soft energy.
0: I mean, this is also when Bruce was, you know, making the big you know, he was mostly only teaching move style. So yeah. I think a lot of this is kind of an advertisement for learning Definitely. Wu style. I mean, Definitely. He was, you can make just as many arguments for why the, the young is better for, right. you know, a better starting place too. So,
1: I I think there's some truth, though. Maybe smaller movements easier, so you can relax more. And he points out that if Westerners do not feel psychologically threatened by difficulty and possible frustration when they are training, they begin to let go and relax mentally much sooner.
0: I think so. It's not
1: just body relaxation; it's mental. Like if you're less stressed out, more Westerners learn better.
0: I think that's more the thing than the Chinese teachers
1: don't seem to care about how stressed out. (laughs) worried you are
0: no what when that ends up happening is people get sort of anxiety about doing it right well doing a difficult well that Mm. too but but i was thinking more just about Mm. doing a difficult movement sure so if you have a movement where you have to like pick up your foot or big take a big turn and you know if you're worried about hurting your knee Mm. even if you can do the movement yeah there's still this little bit of anxiety about definitely. you know like doing it whereas if you just take a smaller step you have like less anxiety and you can relax more but see this is this is where i think it really comes down to you the 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 teacher the you know person doing it not necessarily the the style because any good tai chi teacher in any style is going to tell you don't do anything that's going to hurt yourself right So yeah, you may eventually want to be taking a 90 degree step and squatting down to where your butt's even with your knees. But if you start with that in any style, unless you're 12 years old, you're probably going to hurt yourself, you know? So start with something that's comfortable for you. You know, this is the 70% rule, right? You can push it a little bit to like maybe 80, 85%, but you don't ever really push yourself, you know, in Tai Chi is any Tai Chi past you know where you're comfortable and this is where i think what what bruce is you know alluding to is that a lot of westerners will see a chinese person or you know usually a chinese person do this stuff and you know they've been doing it since they were a child and they weigh you know 130 pounds and they're squatting really low and they're, you know, doing these really neat, deep bends into their, sure. you know, knees and stuff. And, you know, your average 180 pound Westerner who's never, squatted, <laughs> you know, has never squat for more than, you know, a minute is going to try to you know mentally think that like okay i have to do that right and again this this anxiety comes up where if your teacher's just doing something that looks very much like a casual movement you might do if you were like opening a door or something you know you're not going to have that same kind of anxiety and i think that's really important as a beginner definitely but again he's just that's just a, he's just making a little ad for the Wu style there. So Definitely. I'm all, I'm all for it. As a right.
1: You're a practitioner.
0: Wu <laughs> style practitioner teacher, but it's, it's still, you know, I think they're, they aren't that different when it comes down to it. It's, it's really the approach that you're being given, you know?
1: Sure. All right. Well, let's return to the Tai Chi Chun Lun. So in Vai Hua's book, he has been going through the Tai Chi Chun Lun, the Tai Chi Treatise as it's called as one of the great tai chi classics um a lot of he's basically he's covered all the ground and now he goes the final section here he wants to just sort of reiterate the key points that he has been coming back to over and over so this has been you know it's, not that it hasn't been repetitive already but it's even right. more so now
0: well this is the big wrap up of mm. you know the, the therefore He's, he's finished the explanation of the line by line, and now you're getting the, the uh, what do they call it in a, it's like the the afterword, I guess, you know, it's mm, the, the, the summary. Yeah. yeah,
1: definitely the summary. That'd be a good way to put it. And you, it's sort of like whenever he says, therefore, that's this is a one big therefore. Each one right. of these right. sentences is, is like, the reason we do this. Well... You know, and a lot of this it, is what actually, you need to do. This is uh, means, despite all the discussion, this is the instructions, basically.
0: Yeah, this is a paraphrasing of everything he said. Right. previously. And he's made the case for everything. He said, well,
1: the reason we do this is this and follow these directions. And this is what the ancients said, blah, blah, blah. Now he's like, okay, here's the list of things to do. Just do this, which you could have potentially just started with. So, have. so here goes step one <laughs> the whole body must be kept agile with every action. Light and dexterous, especially connecting each movement smoothly. I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. You're, that's every time you do a Tai Chi form, you try to be agile, light, dexterous, and connect each movement smoothly. Um, I'll just keep going. The Chi should be full. And then he says, and then finally, so he has the body, and then he has the Chi, and then he says, the spirit should be restrained. Do not reveal defects, not showing any hindrance nor breakpoints. So there's body, energy, spirit there, um, and no breaks. So that's that sense of smoothness. Again, that every Tai Chi teacher says the first day you show up in class.
0: You know, he's just repeating the first chunk of it. So the agile and light, right? It's like, and then... uh, chi should be i wouldn't say agitated it's lively right that's
1: yeah that's what i was thinking uh engaged um, is what i was gonna say but yeah lively is often
0: you know that that it's
1: translation
0: vibrant right like you're not just doing it in this like sluggish kind of mm. way because that's a uh a common misconception right. about if you're doing
1: what, it slow it's easy to become sort of sluggish about it and just put the absolute minimum into it.
0: Well, there's a difference between relaxed and limp. Mm. And I think a lot of people think it's limp. Mm. And so that's when they concern. when they do it, they kind of let that, like, for example, they let their spine go limp a little bit. Mm. And, and they think that's what makes yeah. you soft and that isn't that's just i mean it's
1: natural you want your mind to relax so it's natural to like slump your body to get your mind to relax but it's kind of got to go the other direction you kind of have to like relax your mind and and keep your posture but
0: but if you're slumping your chi is not full right right and nor is it lively yeah so well i mean you could you could make an argument that you could be lively and not full right Mm. that's the that's the Mm. um
1: hyper kind of
0: uh well, bruce calls it wet, noo- wet noodle tai chi. Hmm. like if you think about pushing hands with somebody and they're just completely you know they don't give you anything and they're just kind of bending their body a bunch and wiggling around it's like it only works if the other person is is being operating. nice yeah is being nice to you and it's this kind of um right. it's a, I, I think it's an important stage to go through for like a week where you or maybe a couple of weeks but where you get what it is to just let your body go completely limp almost like the drunken stuff Hmm. um so that you know it's not that right. And then you then you build from that and you go, okay, well, it's if it's yeah, you go, okay, if it's not limp, I add right. you know five percent to limp and I get something, and then I that's uh, still not quite yeah, you nice. gotta
1: experiment with doing it wrong. I like, clench yourself well, up at maximum and then relax. I mean, this is, you know.
0: Again, this is the 70 30 thing, right? Really. That realistically it's something like you're trying to relax about 70 80 percent of yourself, and then you need that 20 percent to keep. You from falling over and and to keep you connected right so you know if you relax completely you're that's what we call sleep you know yeah. so so there's got to be something keeping you awake and that's the and then the the spirit being restrained you know that's just about like more what you were saying about don't get like super excited you know mm-hmm. it's it's the other side of it right yeah. like yeah don't want to be sluggish and limp but you also don't want to be like overly fucking agitated and oh my god this is eyes bugging you know. out yeah yeah in, this, bug- in
1: your first sparring match your eyes are gonna bug out but like you have to learn how to let that
0: well see. I mean, you know if release. you're still bugging your eyes out of your head i would i would argue you shouldn't be sparring yet but
1: well i you know, mean you gotta start you, somewhere but you by got- your cup you know a couple matches in you're gonna feel more comfortable and not so you know well
0: i mean i, I hope you know, like, that's what push hands is for right, right. push hands is where you learn how to deal with things without bugging out right. then you then you start to spar because if you still have that thing where essentially where movement makes you stress right then you're not ready to put it in you know well you could try but you're going to get hurt
1: so next, he says uh, the root lies in the feet, which originate from the legs, dominate at the waist, and manifest in the fingers. From the feet to the legs to the waist, it must be one. Com- it must be in one completed energy. No matter if the action is forward or backward, you can get the opportunity and advantage.
0: Well, it says he must be. It must be the one complete with chi, right? He's. Uh, that's the the one is the Dandian. Remember. Mm. So, so it's it's legs to legs to waist and then all of that has to connect to the Chi of the dandian right so this is the structural part of of the the application right he's saying it, it starts it in your in legs. Feet. It's control, you know, the, the angle is, is determined by your waist and the waist kind of
1: controls what where the power comes from. Well, I mean, or where, it's, power. where it's gonna go. Where it's going, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah that's the waist, the, the way Bruce would always describe it is um the like a tank. the, the yeah. leg the legs are the tracks, you know, the, 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 the wheels. The waist the waist is the turret, yeah. And the uh, arms are the so you quotes manifest in the fingers so yeah you're
1: striking on the tips from so yeah so there you go that's the and again every tai chi class that's probably on your first day you're going to hear that you've got to find a way to not just lunge and throw your arm out but to use the feet the legs the waist to do most of the work and then let the hands bring it out it's got to have that connected chi through the dantian
0: yeah so there you go It takes about 10 years to get where you don't lunge. (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm serious. It's like when you really start to get like, you know, really analyze your movement like that, that like just little tiny, you know, we call it a flinch or lunge forward before you start to move. I mean, that takes so long to get rid of. And I talked about this before about, you know, punching at Bruce when his hand was in his pocket and just kind of like, he didn't even look at me barely, you know, and that's kind of, in my mind, the epitome of Tai Chi is just, you know, you're just like, whatever, you know, they're just a fly coming at you. So why react to a fly? Right. Important, you know?
1: Right. uh, Non-involved. And yeah, I mean, again, that's that again, it recalls these ideas from Taoism of like you rule the greatest ruler does the least amount of work. You're not like interfering and acting and swinging and kicking. You're moving smoothly and deliberately to get the best advantage rather than jumping up and down and trying to like overpower.
0: Baiwa was, you know, according to Bruce, a very good fighter who had lots of experience fighting in street fights and um in mass battle mass armed street combat so he you know he knew a little bit about you know what it what it meant to like not freak out in a martial situation
1: right it seems like he did have quite a bit of experience so this one so that paragraph's followed by if you don't get the opportunity and advantage it's often because your body's movements are not coordinated the root of the problem must be the legs and the waist. The same goes for up, down, front, back, left, and right. All actions come from E, mind, not from outside. Right. So and he brings up the topic of E, which is another huge topic in internal martial arts.
0: Yeah, well, again, it's the idea of your intent, not your your uh, reflex. Instinct. Right. Yeah,
1: intent, not instinct. How about that?
0: Mm, yeah, okay, sure. I mean, I you know, I I don't, I don't know if people have instincts. We have reflexes, but I don't. Okay, well, whatever. I I like it just because
1: it's eye. It has an eye. Yeah, 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 okay,
0: yeah. But you know, yeah, it's that. It's like the idea that you're doing it not based on your body's reaction. You're doing it with your mind, because that's really the distinction. I mean, when you talk about, I mean, just at the basic level, like. External martial art training is about training your muscles, your bones, your ligaments, your tendons, your mind to go fast and, you know, reflexively. Yeah. To go like boom, 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 right. To have that ability to like fire off like a bullet, you know, boom, boom, like certain, you know, combos
1: that are just built into your system.
0: And it's, but it's that kind of training has, has inherent breaks in the mind. And so the, the, the pop, pop, right. When between the pop and the pop, there's a break. And, and what you're learning to do in Tai Chi is not do pop, pop, but to hit in that silence between the two. Right. And this is a whole, you know, <clears throat> this is the whole thing. And this is why it's really hard to get good at fighting with Tai Chi. Right. Because your mind has to be so calm in order to not want to react to the pop. Right. To not want to stick your hand up when their hand is coming at you, but to relax and open up a space so that, you know, you can you can trick them in that half a second between when their right hand comes forward and their left hand comes forward. Yeah. And and this is like, you know, again, this is a higher level of this is
1: high level shit.
0: Thing that- and it's not like the movements are any
1: different than any other martial art. For the most part, it's this E that's so critical of like,
0: yeah, really well, being I-
1: able to stay present under pressure like that.
0: I mean, that's why if you look at anybody, I mean, um a good example I like is John Blooming, the 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 quote unquote judo guy from way back. He was uh Robert Smith's Robert maybe, Smith and, and and uh Don Trigger and-, and all that kind of crew. I think he was like the first westerner to win some judo competition or mm-hmm. whatever. But yeah, this is a guy who who's you know seen so many fights and been in so many competitions where, you know, the idea of somebody coming at you with, with an, you know, it's like, it doesn't, doesn't ruffle your feathers in the slightest, you Mm -hmm. know? And I think that you can achieve in any martial Mm -hmm. art, right? You know, Tai Chi's
1: actually think that's your main, you know, like most martial arts you get to that point if you're really good, but like Tai Chi's the one who talks about it, who like is aiming for it. That doesn't make it a lot easier necessarily well,
0: but and it starts over. from the beginning with that. Yeah, and this is that's the, inv- the difference. this is the investing and loss thing yeah. that, that uh Chairman Cheng you always talked about, right? That if you want to get good at tai chi, basically you got to suck at tai chi for a long time. And that's a hard pill to swallow, especially if you already are good at martial arts, you know, because if you can just wail on the person but you have to stop yourself from doing it i said that's tough you know i mean for me it was like you know cuz i did shingi kind of at the same time as learning tai chi in the beginning so you know one approach was like oh yeah that, i can just clobber the guy when i you know when i get an opening and the other one was, no, you don't get to do that. You have to wait until they fuck up, essentially, mm. you know, and and it's easier as I get older, but it's still, that's a tough thing to, you know, that's a hard instinct to overcome. All right, well, we'll pick it up from there. All right, man. Good talking to you. Hey, folks. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Just a quick reminder to check out the Instagram and the Facebook page and all that. I hope you enjoyed it, and thanks again for all your support. Take care of yourselves.